Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Learn From Gaming Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we dig into some of our favorite games and discuss what we can learn from them and also why we like them. Uh, For those of you out there counting, this is episode 20, and it's coming at you on March 29th, 2018. And that means that uh, if you live in a Judeo-Christian country, (laughs) you get to eat chocolate eggs. Um, So... (laughs) My name is Jay Strollenberg, and I am joined by the uh, the chuckling Stu Gritter. Oh, well done. You even got my name right that time. Well, yeah, I've, I've known you. We lived in close proximity for a while. Yeah, until you got sick of me. Uh, yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, well, hold, to be clear, you moved out. <laughs> did I? Is that how that went? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> moved out. You moved out, and then you moved in with uh, your then girlfriend in Toronto <laughs> as she pursued her career in schooling. Stuff. Yeah, in school. Um, which, to be clear, like, there's nothing wrong with. Uh, I definitely stayed in school way longer than I probably should have. But, hey, um, me too. <laughs> I think that you're using it better than me. I guess we'll. I guess we'll have to uh, see yeah. at the end of things. <laughs> At the end of days, yes. Um, as the bombs are falling, we can uh, we can call each other up on the phone and discuss. Yeah, the relevance of we'll our keep, education. Yeah, so keep score. Like keep. Yep. Keep tally. Uh, one point for you so far. Um, <laughs> so uh, for anybody joining us uh, and not really concerned about our educations, which actually have very little. To, well, yours has more to do than mine. Um, anyways, for those of you just joining us. Um, this is a podcast about just kind of a celebration of the stuff that you can actually learn from video games uh, when you play them. And also, um, I mean, the, why we like them is, is a big part of it too. But just to be clear, um, this is a little bit academic. So sometimes we'll hit games that have uh, spelling, reading, arithmetic, uh, geography comes up quite a lot. But also we like to talk about just like the, uh, the formative stuff that we personally got out of games or the, uh, the really cool stuff that we learned on the side while playing games, uh, almost like the social aspect of things as well. So, um, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, uh, stick around and <laughs> let us know how we're doing. Um, otherwise, uh, Stu, was there anything you wanted to talk about off the top before we jump into what we learned? Uh, nothing, nothing jumps out today. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, right. Well, then let's just jump into the next segment, which is what we learned this week, or in this case, a couple of weeks. Uh, this is the segment of the show where we discuss things that we learned about gaming this week. Um, so if you, the listener, have an article or uh, a story, a new story that you, you're interested in that you want to jump into... Uh, just email us a link at learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com. So that's learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want us to discuss a story, um, we like engaging with uh, with anything to do uh, with gaming, any, any kind of news. So feel free to shoot whatever you wanted us and we'll have an opinion on it because <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty opinionated folk. Yep. So, Stu, I know you've got a story in your pocket, and it's kind of a creepy one. It, so, it, 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 it's I guess it's kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah, it, it's something that I think we had spoken about a long time ago. I don't know if it's made its way onto the podcast yet, but... 
We have no, we have not talked about Sesame yet on the podcast. Sesame Sesame Street? No, no, it's not Sesame Street. Sesame Credit. Yeah. Um, Can you explain that for the audience? So Sesame Credit, uh, as we understand it, is it's kind of like um, it's like a social media score that you can develop. Um, It goes up and down based off of posts that you write. pages that you like, uh, items that you purchase, and it's designed, uh, it was made and deployed, I guess, in China, and it was intended to rate your patriotism and your, I don't know, your your ethical standing and how good of a person you are kind of thing, and it, it initially, before it was rolled out, was this kind of looming looming beast that people you know the the intention was to say if your sesame credit sinks below a certain level that means you're you're a little bit too progressive you maybe are a little bit anti-government and therefore you can't be a teacher or you can't be a police officer anymore you can't have this job or you're not allowed to travel um and the travel is the one that we've actually seen very recently yeah um a lot of inter like um I guess, domestic flights in China, people haven't been allowed to move around because their Sesame credit score is too low. And, and so they've, they've had, like, freedoms taken away from them because yep. the government doesn't like the kind of person that they are. Yeah. So for um, anybody who needs something of a simile to, to use as a comparison for, for what this is. If you've ever watched the show Black Mirror, uh, and if you haven't, go watch it on Netflix if you want to feel <laughs> terrible about life. Um, but if you've, um, if you've ever watched Black Mirror, there's an episode with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in it, and it's all about this, like, basically, like, saturating social network that influences what... what jobs you can get influences your standing in society influences the the like the the pay grade that you're in uh, where you can work um and it's all based on like down to the smallest parts of your life down to the to whatever you put on the internet who likes the stuff that you put on the internet and also like even just who you're dating stuff like that it, it all sort of filters in um and it's sort of a sad uh, episode because it's basically like watching the deterioration of a person's cr- uh, credit rating in this uh, social system um, and basically what I'm trying to say is in China that system is in place and it's actually stopping people from doing things that they might usually do mm-hmm. um, and the the reason maybe we should also stipulate the reason that factors into a gaming podcast is because it's kind of this it's become this gamification of 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 standing you know yes. like like people will engage in social media and small things in order to raise their score or yeah, lower the score it because it has like a scoring system and you can engage in small like it's almost like treating it like a mini game i guess yeah. i don't know yeah well i mean i'm going to make sure to post that uh the article in uh in our show show notes for people to look at i'm yeah. kind of surprised i haven't heard more people talk about this cuz this is like it's kind of a big deal it is it is weird it's, right it's like a it cre- is it's a weird creepy thing yeah 
The, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think uh, I think mm. it's also going to it, it might also be worth posting uh, the thing that brought this to my attention initially. Um, I just looked up was the extra credit video, of course, which was uh, the extra credit video is awesome. Yeah. The one on, and, on Sesame. And, and that was December 16, 2015. Yeah, I'll make sure to so uh, do that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because this is, this is the sort of thing that could swing, um, other ways too, right? So you've got, uh, I mean, China, um, socialist, socialist country, right? Um, or communist country, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but when you get far enough on the other side of the spectrum, um, especially in a capitalist setting, like, let's say worst case scenario corporations decide that they want to just start buying countries. Then you have like a corporation could easily roll out something like this once the framework's been laid out. Right. And because there are, um, there are platforms like Facebook, which I guess I don't think we need to talk about what's, what's going on with the, uh, the data leaks from Facebook right now. But uh, like you do, you, there is the possibility for stuff like this to roll out in like this sort of weird dystopian near future. Um, and I mean, it's all just like, uh, <laughs> it's all just like doomsday talk, but like, yeah. it's not that crazy to imagine systems like this existing in our own societies at some point or corporations that we work in implementing them. And that is what is really kind of weird. Um, in fact, depending on how things go in China, I would not be surprised if you hear that some corporations, especially um, China-influenced corporations, start employing systems like this to track their employees. If they don't already, and we just don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Um, I, it's just so funny because I mean, I play Habitica, right? Uh, which yeah. is the, uh, the gamification of just daily tasks. And, um, you know, like th- there's a lot of freedom in that and it's really just sort of a, a trust game. And, uh, there have been times where I've had to cheat just because, uh, well, I wanted to, um, but it, it was because, uh, th- like we were playing and fighting like an enemy that was so strong that it had the chance to or the potential to wipe some of the uh, the weaker characters. And the problem with Abitica is when your character, your RPG character dies in that game, like you drop a, a piece of equipment. And we're getting to a point where all of us have like nice equipment. And when we drop a piece, like it's gone, you have to get it again. Um, and th- that's a time investment, uh, stuff like that, right? So um, it's really shitty when somebody in our group decides that they want to just queue up a strong monster because they know that I can tank it. Um, (laughs) and they'll get, they'll get the loot at the end because they're the ones who assigned the, uh, the quest, um, completely disregarding the, the fact that there are people who, who could die uh, if we fight this thing for longer than a day. Um, and then lose whatever it is that they've worked for. Um, so that's an interesting thing that, that came out of, uh, playing that. Um, there's some strange social dynamics that are going on, uh, playing that game now. I, Um, I would give those kind of people who make socially irresponsible decisions, a very poor social credit score. Yeah, well, I mean, the, mm-hmm. there is the option to kick them out of the party, right? <laughs> um, 
but uh, it's <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting because uh, I can see that there is a fatigue going on yeah. uh, with some of the people. Like some people just don't care if they log in or not. Yeah. Um, and and you can see it because um, you you can kind of track how this stuff plays out. Um, whereas for me, again, like I'm just I'm always at my computer, so it's not a big deal to just shift over to to that and click off whatever task it is that I do as I do it. Yeah. Um, and it helps me. Right. Like it, it actually yeah, so legitimately it, it, helps it, it's me. a good thing to use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's interesting. Um, like it's has it really shaped habits or have I just basically set my schedule to it so that I can just click things off as they happen? I would say it's probably the uh, I'd say it was probably the latter. Um, the latter means the last one, right? Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, it's definitely not the former. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like my life has gotten better because of Abitica. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, just... maybe parts of it have. Yeah. Maybe I there's certain know. things that you. Well, I don't know. I guess I, I'm not hovering over your shoulder, making sure you drink water and eat vegetables. But. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Something. Something fell on the floor upstairs. But. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's okay when the baby's not sleeping, <laughs> but when the baby, I think, I think my wife must have like dropped her phone or something. Um, okay, so any other weird stories? Nope, nope, just that one. Okay, it's pretty weird, but yeah, well, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I can't, yeah, I, I don't know how we can, sh- I don't know how we can shoe in uh, Facebook and. Uh, Cambridge Analytica. Oh, that's in a that's all happy podcast. Yeah, but, that's fine. Um, There's nothing bad happening there. For, for the record, <laughs> uh, Facebook is great and always has been, yeah. and we've always known that actually. So, <laughs> hooray! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where if I didn't need it, I I wouldn't really use it anymore like i've kind of grown out of it yeah it's sort of like um myspace or live journal or any of that crap um <laughs> yeah that i i mean i don't even mind saying crap because like you know i had a myspace it's still there you can still find it it's got pictures of me from uh from university that's great um it yeah so that still exists I and had no my facebook idea. will probably sorry i'm gonna be googling something real quick yeah <laughs> Um, well, yeah, you Google my full name. It's like one of the, it's like the third or fourth website that shows up. I think, um, is MySpace of all things, but, uh, and then probably Facebook shows up too, but I'm a lot harder to find on Facebook because I've real, really scaled back my personal information. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where we finally gotten evidence that you can 100% use the information that is on social media um to and people are literally um uh create profiles um and then manipulate people based on those profiles using ads and stories um like using ads and fake news um and that it's not a surprise but it's like the the fact that there's evidence that it's happening um is the significant thing and that's it's very interesting um very very interesting 
but uh yeah hey you know what uh <laughs> let's uh let's talk about a game let's talk about what we learned from a game because it is a it's a 10 this is a 10 episode in fact this is the 20th episode so this <sighs> is the second time we'd be doing something like this yeah um and Stu, you and I discussed it. We decided we both wanted to talk about a very specific game today. And what game is that today, Stu? That game is called Terraria. That's right. Uh, so today we want to talk about Terraria. Um, now I'm gonna throw some information just out quick to get it out of the way. Yeah. So this game was designed by Relogic. Uh, it was published um, in numerous places by 505 Games and Pipework Studios. I think Pipework worked on most of the, um, I guess, uh, most of the ports for like Xbox and PlayStation. Um, its official release date was May 22nd, 2011, but you and I were playing this as early as 2009 or 2010 because we got early access through Steam, I think. Um now, the genre type, this is sort of a 2D builder slash dungeon crawler. Uh, the best way that most people like to describe it is 2D Minecraft. Um, and I think that that's fair, but there, there's also a lot more going on and a lot less going on, if that makes any sense. There's, hmm, well, we can get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, so core mechanics is you travel the world, uh, you harvest basically everything that you possibly can while also fighting monsters and trying to survive. And you can use all of those resources to uh, craft and create basically anything from shelter to tools to um, fireworks and all kinds of fancy, unusual stuff. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, let's talk about engagement with this game. Stu, I want you to, uh, just sort of tell me how you came across this game, because you introduced this game to me, if you remember. Oh, I absolutely do not remember. Um, maybe in a drunken <laughs> haze? <laughs> That's uh, fun. <laughs> I, um, uh, yeah, I, I stumbled across it at some point. We, uh, we had probably played a bunch of Minecraft previously. We were playing Minecraft at the time and that the, we found this game. And we okay. were also playing Dwarf Fortress at the time because um, it was in the yeah, basement. Yeah. Or not the basement. It was in the downstairs apartment off of uh, the main street of the town yeah. that we were living. Yeah, we were um, released from the basement by that point. Thank yeah. Christ. I, <laughs> so I think we we were drawn to it because it appeared to have a lot of the freedom that something like Minecraft presented, but had a lot more... Well, a lot more mechanics to engage with, I think, at the time. It, yeah, yeah. At, at least at first, because um, I feel like both of the games have evolved over time. And I'll be honest, I haven't touched this game in a few years, and there's probably even more oh, in there, there now. Yeah, there's a ton. I I fired it up, I think, last year, or within the last year or so. And there's, yeah, there's a lot. There's still yeah. like a lot more than there than there used to be. I'm not sure how the modding scene is, but. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, now, what struck me about this game where uh, compared to, to Minecraft was when we initially started playing, the maps were quite small. Yeah. Um, and they did feel a little confining, but as the game updated and as it grew, uh, there were new biomes that got added. Um, and, Expanded uh, world sizes. 
happened. Yes, yes. Games got bigger, or worlds got bigger, and it, it it got a lot more robust. And so there were a few times where we actually just killed whatever server and world we were playing on and just uh, started anew. But um, mm-hmm. I just, I remember there there was, like, the comparison to Minecraft is not unfair because, like, there is the first day, like, you create your character the difference between Minecraft and uh, Terraria was like an initially Minecraft, you couldn't really do anything with your character. You could just download skins and sort of put them on. But with Terraria, you actually made your own character and then you entered the world. Um, but you spent that first day gathering what you could and then you basically dug a hole and hid if you weren't savvy enough to actually make, make some kind of little uh, fort to survive the night. Because once the night hit, that's when the monsters come out and that's when shit hits the fan. <laughs> And there was always, like, it felt like a starker sense of urgency at the start of Terraria. Like, um... It, it was much more dangerous. That Minecraft's combat was almost an afterthought, especially on launch. It was at night. There would be a zombie or two that would come chase you. At night, you could still... If you had a sword in Minecraft, you could build relentlessly through the night, and it would be fine. In Terraria, yeah. your first night, if you tried to fight your way through the zombies especially your first or second time playing the game you would be uh eviscerated rather quickly yeah zombies and floaty eyes um those floaty eyes yeah, as well yeah yeah um yeah and uh it, it was it was interesting um you would also sort of gravitate uh almost to certain types of roles, right? Like, yeah, I, I remember I ended up, like, I always really enjoyed that first little stretch just between the, the days and nights trying to get, um, trying to get, like, a fort and defenses set up. Yeah. Um, and I always really, really enjoyed uh, working through that. Um, whereas you were you always seemed better at just like diving down into the earth and getting whatever resources you could, uh, that way. And you, you seem to always sort of gravitate towards that. I mean, you, you also made both functional and, uh, decent, <laughs> decent little bases, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I always thought it was a little minimalist, but like when we ended up playing together, like you would, you would, uh, play one role and I would play another, and then I would have to play catch up in terms of like getting the better gear and stuff because you, uh, yeah, you, you would always get down first. Yeah. And there's, there's something, I don't know. There was something about maybe, maybe that's like when I got to the point of building a base, I wanted to have fancier things for that base so I wanted you know I, w- I wouldn't necessarily be as happy with just a small dirt hut yeah like, fuck that I want a castle and shit <laughs> I want like yeah. automated well, traps and whatever else you know and, and it took more resources to do that kind of thing but yeah I guess let, um, just for anybody who has never played Terraria just so that you have an understanding of what we're talking about um, so Terraria, like when you would start a new map, it would automatically generate that map. Um, and now, like present day, there are multiple biomes. So there's uh, the, the map will have like a desert. It'll have like a snowscape. 
Um, eventually you run far enough, you'll hit beach and you'll hit water. And there's actually like a whole water uh, biome now as well that you can enter. Um, but the other, uh, the other option is you can dig down, um, and you can dig down really far, but the deeper you go, the more dangerous it gets and the more stronger the monsters are that you encounter. And eventually you can hit at least in the version of Terraria that we played, you can hit the bottom of the world, which is basically just filled with lava and uh, horrible demons. Um, and, uh, yeah. So the deeper down you get, the better the resources you can find. Um, but also the more dangerous it is. Now, the other thing that was interesting about Terraria, um, that especially early Minecraft didn't have, but Terraria had right away was, um, um, bad guys. So, uh, and by bad guys, I mean like uh, bosses. So yeah, yeah. there were triggers that you could set off that would actually instigate boss fights, and it didn't matter where you were, um, especially for the first boss, if yeah. you recall. Well, the, the and the first boss would actually just spawn on its own after yep. X number of days. So when you x number of days or x number of eyes killed yeah i I don't remember what the triggers were but so the first time playing through when you're not familiar with that you're just humming and hawing and and plugging along and then suddenly something that fills up half your screen is uh trying to eat your face and it Mm -hmm. and it and it will and then your face is eaten and then you respawn yeah that's how that goes yeah but Um, but there were yeah digging down there were there was a wide variety of monsters minecraft on launch had zombies and skeleton archers right i think i don't even know if archers were there and creepers oh yeah the creepers the big exploding creepers and terraria had zombies different flavors of zombies it had the eyes it had skeleton archers the skeleton knights it had bats it had little wormy dudes it had um as you went down there was the jungle biome had its own set of things there was yep uh the some dungeon the dungeon had its own set of monsters hell had its own set of monsters um the corruption had its own set of monsters like there was it was just a very very wide very expansive um set of of like pve challenges and off the like right away you wouldn't have the equipment to deal with any of that. So you really Mm. did have to kind of do a slow progression and kind of spend some time grinding and farming in this area to get the gear to go to this area, to get the gear to go to this area. So there was much more a sense of progression that you could get out of Terraria than you ever could Minecraft. Yeah. um, Have you played Minecraft like lately? Like, I wonder if that was introduced into it since, because I always felt like for Minecraft, we could just right away dig right down to the bottom of the uh, bottom of everything and and then just, yeah, just mine for diamonds. Um, I think there, there are a lot of mods for it. I know AU gamers, we did have one particular mod pack. The one that of which I'm a biggest fan is one called I think it was Agrarian Skies, where it was less about uh, you versus the world necessarily, but it started you out on a small floating island with a piece of dirt and a tree, and you had to hmm. like 
do, like grow food and everything as well. So you had to do a lot of harvesting and a lot of um, composting leaves and turning wooden and into seedlings to make more dirt plots so you could sift through leaves and grass to try to find wheat seeds so you could start growing food, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then eventually scale up into building nuclear reactors, which is really cool. Oh, wow. But that still is not the same kind of... I know Minecraft now has the Ender... Is it the Ender World or just the Ender? I think it's just the Ender. So you can make yeah. portals and go to another angry dark realm. Yep. But I think that's the... I think that's it. It's all that I'm aware of anyway. Yeah, it's possible mods are doing more. Yeah, I I'm, I don't know. It's been a long time since I, I touched yeah. uh, Minecraft. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, which is why I asked, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so then, hmm. So we've got core mechanics. We've got initial engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are some pros for this game? Ooh. Well, that that depends. Playing it in its time, I mean, obviously it's going to be a little bit different now. I think it still has certain charms that something like Starbound lacked. Star- yes, and to be clear, Star- Starbound uh, came, is a predecessor, so it came after. No, <laughs> this is the predecessor. <laughs> uh, Star- Starbound came after, and it was made by Chucklefish, um, but it's, it's, yeah, there's, even though there's like infinite worlds and infinite possibility in Starbound because you'd never run out of places to look, um, there was still something about being anchored in that single world, mm-hmm. um, and how that world opened and changed over time as you played Terraria. Yeah. I mean, you could take your same character with whatever gear you had developed and connect to different servers. And even yes. even locally, you could have different saved games and bring characters into the same or different worlds if you really wanted to. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And so then you're just carrying whatever's on your back, um, which could be a lot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as yeah. I recall. Yeah. Um, I remember I had my Santa Claus character that... <laughs> <laughs> that I took, uh, I took to quite a few places. That was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, we also played this game um, until I made that Santa Claus character because I died too many times uh, and I just got fed up. We, uh, we played we, a lot of hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. Which actually, um, the way that the game developed as we were playing is hardcore. Uh, this is going to sound sort of weird, but Hardcore actually gave you better items. Like the modifiers that were put onto those items would always be a little bit better. So the, the, the best way to get some of the best gear in the game was through playing Hardcore. But also we played Hardcore because we were just gluttons for punishment. Yeah. And then yeah. when you died in Hardcore, you all your items would be gone. And items were what made you they powerful. They they weren't exactly gone they were if you played in single player but in multiplayer they would just fall off you onto the ground and the other person could go get them yeah they could or you create a new character and try and run for them yeah 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 which resulted in some of the most hilarious and horribly wasted time (laughs) (laughs) collections of bodies on the ground yeah yeah it was uh 
Yeah. There were some pretty pretty futile uh, retrieval yeah. missions, uh, and it was just because like sometimes you you would end up in the shit in a way that you could not easily get out of yeah. in in that game because I mean that's where the claustrophobic like underground uh, combat really sort of comes in, yeah. um, or just depending on where you end up. Um, but it made for some very interesting experiences, and it it uh, yeah. There there's an argument for. Uh, the for and against hardcore hardcore gaming oh, for but sure. um yeah we had some real frustrating moments uh playing that way but there was also some like really great experiences and it made you value the character that you created a whole lot more yeah and and i do think that in general uh the the controls felt really good in that game yeah uh i don't i don't think anyone ever died because the because of bad controls. So the feeling of tension was there and it felt fair when you died. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it a lot more bearable as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean the other, like the environmental factors that could kill you. Um, that was usually just if you were being stupid. Yeah. You, right. Yeah. You jump down a hole. Yeah. Don't jump down you, the hole. You, you could be careful <laughs> right. or you could just, yeah. Yeah. Le- Leroy Jenkins down and, get, and see what yeah. happens. And get ripped apart by <laughs> whatever, yeah, um, or just fall into lava. Um, so, uh, before we talk about like some stories of glory and just like crazy silly things that we did, uh, let's talk about like um, raw educational stuff that we can get out of this. Yeah. So, like um, some really cool things uh, that come out of this game, like uh, uh, spatial awareness, is a big deal yeah. because when you're building like. When you're building, it's it's simple math, right? But um, you need to take the time to plot it out if you want to do something, like if you want to build something from a plan. Now, the fact that it is simple math, like blocks are just blocks. Um, so each, it's just like uh, very similar to Minecraft. If you listen to our Minecraft episode yeah. where I discussed building in Minecraft, it's like a space is a single space and that you can use any kind of material to uh to be put into that space to to start building things um and that's where uh the the sort of planning for building comes in but i mean also imagination is so important for this game because if you can't figure out how to build a base yeah yeah um you're yeah you're not gonna have a lot of fun yeah i mean mean, because yeah, you can just build a mud hut, but we had some really interesting towering castles and thing, things yeah. built in interesting places across interesting landscape features, and, and you could really, yeah, there, there's a lot of room to exercise creativity there, and there's a lot of interesting engineering that can be done. Yeah, and there were there were some like some of the combat mechanics. I mean, you, you could argue that it's it's kind of like twitch and click like button clicking combat, and I mean that'd be fair. Um, but th- there were some dynamics like y- you could recognize the attack patterns of certain certain enemies, um, and you had to. Uh, yeah. th- and there were certain enemies that when you encountered them, uh, they would perform a certain way or. Um, the bosses, right? Yeah. The, the bosses, uh, you had to learn their patterns if you wanted to defeat them properly or easily, uh, if you didn't have better gear. Like, one, uh, the thing was, uh, once once your gear scaled up, some bosses became particularly easy, but yeah. I feel like they did a good job of gateweighing, um, so it was not when it convenient. scaled up, yeah. Yeah. A, a really good example of that is some of the later 
later game gear you just can't possibly get um, because the world needs to actually change before you can access some of the uh, the later game uh, ores which will then appear after you've performed a certain uh, a certain task which is kill a certain boss mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was interesting so that's it's not exactly delayed gratification I'm not sure what that oh pacing um, but pacing yeah. isn't something that you yeah. learn but it's just something that you benefit from while you play yeah. um, so the pacing in Terraria is actually I would argue pretty good Yes. Um, uh, before we leave combat entirely, I do want to say that when playing with groups in particularly difficult places, uh, there were versions, uh, I guess, update sets where people would kind of play as different classes. So you could have an archer and a mage and a fighter. Like those kind of archetypes were there. Yep. And when playing with a group, if you were going through as a group, you could go through an area alone. But some of the most fun, as, as per usual with this kind of group combat thing, would be going to an area where you didn't quite have enough good gear to make it easy, but going in as a group and, yeah. and learning how to, how to flex with your whatever group dynamic you had to kind of make it work and kind of, yeah. you know, bend the system a little bit and get, you know, cooperate with people enough and, and get a feeling for what you can get away with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always yeah. love that kind of stuff. And Terraria yeah. offered that, so I think it's important to mention. Yeah, I, I always, like, I think, I if I recall correctly, you experimented with, like, ranged weaponry and stuff a lot earlier than I did. Um, so, like, using bows and eventually uh, guns and stuff like that, whereas I, like, I would get a hold of a weapon that I liked and then that was, like, the weapon that I was using. Mm-hmm. But even just some of the weapons in this game, there there is some nice choice, right? Y- yeah. Like, there was the flail that you could, like, whip <laughs> yeah. around like yeah. crazy if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. I think there were bombs in this game, but there were definitely, like, um, oh, yes. arrows that you could use that would, they, like, they're, the result of their shots were, like, explosive. Yeah. I remember those. There were magic missile um, things. There were different spells that you could cast, like fire, oh, yeah, firebolts and, and stuff. And, yeah. Um, and eventually, they the newer sets of weapons, they had halberds and, and those kinds of things, different flavors of swords and hammers and axes. Yeah. That all had yeah. slightly different attack patterns, attack styles that were good for different things. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah. But that, um, that, yeah, that that pacing and that progression, I think, brought a lot to Terraria, and I, I, I do think that that's what something like Minecraft needed initially, and just yeah. n- never really got. Do you feel that Terraria is a game better played with other people? Um, I, I mean, I feel like, mm, I'll let you answer, but then I've got my own opinion on it. Okay. I, well, that's obviously going to be a yes and no. There are elements of it that are going to be easier to control, easier to experience the way you want to experience by yourself. Uh, for example, we, our, our friend Charlie didn't know (laughs) that there was such a thing as combat basically. He chose. He chose to avoid he it. That to, was an active choice. Yeah, he chose to avoid it and built these massive, massive architectural projects and just didn't really engage with the combat for a very long time. Had he played with us or on our servers, he would have had to deal with bosses spawning, 
eating his face and smashing into his buildings. And he yeah. didn't have to. And that probably was for the best. Yeah. Um, I actually remember he was one of the first people. I mean, I'm not sure if we'd experimented with it first. They created uh, what we refer to as sky highways, uh, where you oh, just okay. try to go as high up into the... Uh, the world atmosphere as you can and then just sort of build across um and eventually there was a biome in the sky as well uh if you recall yeah, but they, uh, yeah. they would hide stuff uh like on, on floating uh, islands floating islands but um yeah he just did that and that was how he got around <laughs> yeah <laughs> just running above everything yeah um but jokes on him because in expansions you go high enough and you start getting attacked by monsters again yeah i guess um, you could whereas the, build something build a hallway like and yeah enclose uh, that's it, a good but, point yeah. yeah you can enclose it yeah that's a good point um and then just sort of i think it was like harpies or something that would spawn if you got too high yeah, um, yeah. so so there are yeah elements that could be spoiled by other people you know if someone came across and like shattered a piece of glass and poured lava all over your building, that would suck too. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I wasn't as reckless <laughs> in my construction in uh, Terraria <laughs> that, as I was that in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, uh, didn't make those giant yeah. skyward pillars filled with lava so that I could yeah. find my base if I was uh, somewhere. But I mean, it was harder to get. It's harder to get lost in Terraria yes. than it is in Minecraft as well. Yes. Um, and when you died, and you I, would respawn at your house most of the time. I, th- yeah, I think you, it was easier well, to set choose. your place, yeah. You could choose where to respawn. Um, basically, if you had a bed, you could claim that bed for yourself, and that's where you yeah. would respawn if you died, um, if you weren't playing hardcore. Yeah. Um, so, I think, uh, like, what what else can we say? Like, uh, the creativity was always huge. There was a lot of stuff that you could do, especially the crafting. The crafting... Yeah, well, uh, you, so many layers. You said you had an answer to whether or not single or multi would be better. Um, yes, and my answer is both. Um, it, and it depends on who you are, right? Because there will be people like Charlie who just want to use it uh, to create architecture, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, who may engage very limited, in a very limited form, um, in the same way that there are people who use Minecraft to just build, right? Um, and in some ways, I would argue that Minecraft, like, it's maybe a little more fulfilling um, just because it, it's so much larger and it's 3D. But if you enjoy creating 2D landscapes and manipulating them, then Terraria is definitely definitely a game for you. Although I might actually suggest uh, Starbound only because there is even more stuff that you can do. Like, you can really contemporaryize <laughs> <laughs> your stuff yeah whereas uh um terraria i know over time it, it gets sort of a more uh contemporary feel but uh starbound has that like futuristic feel but you can you can jump between genres uh if you want because uh, each each uh, race has its different flavor yeah. of um yeah background and stuff that it makes so yeah i, I think that's a good point that minecraft kind of has a, a is better for a building simulator, but I think Terraria has better gameplay. And I, yes. and I think oh, and I hundred percent yeah. And I think in comparing Starbound, Starbound would have more broad gameplay, but I think Terraria has more depth still. 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm d- to be clear, I'm focusing mostly on the building stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm suggesting that there's probably like you can accomplish more in Starbound. Like you can make some but really neat stuff. You can yeah. still make some really cool stuff in Terraria yeah. as well. Like if if two D is the realm where you like to build, uh, yeah, Starbound's, Starbound's probably the one. yeah for sure. Yeah, Starbound's probably the one you wanna you wanna play, but. Like, if you're a beginner and you've never played anything like this before, I would recommend Terraria, like, any day. It's it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and they're both cheap, right? They're they're yeah, both not probably uh, terribly priced right now. So. Um, very easy to get on Steam. Um, I'm not sure if Starbound's on uh, Xbox or PlayStation right now, but uh, Terraria's almost on everything. Yeah. It'll be on Switch very shortly. Um, so... Uh, do we want to talk? We can. Like, there are cons in this game, so I guess, like, maybe we could talk about those. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the cons that you have noticed, too? Well, uh, being the dude who rushes forward, I I don't feel the con of playing with somebody who rushes forward and feeling rushed. But I, That's but, good. But I imagine that that is uh, a frustrating experience at times for some people. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're the one who dies. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, the the biggest con for me, and this was more of an initial release thing. It's sort of gone away over time. Mm-hmm. Um, was just like the limitations of the world. I felt like the world was confining. Felt small at first. Yeah, yeah, initially. Um, but now, uh, in in its current incarnation. Like the the there are so many different biomes. It, everything feels so diverse. Like you get to a new area and it feels very different. Yeah. Um, I guess like my my secondary gripe with the game is when you do that earth changing action. Um, if you remember, we had invested so much time into making that base that was built into si- the side of a building or side of a mountain. Oh, yeah. Um, and like that action that we did literally changed the geography of the world in a way that made it so that there were basically new, incredibly strong creatures, either spawning almost in our base or right outside our base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was very hard to control and mitigate that. Um, if you tried to build into the natural geography of the world. Yeah. And that that kind of bummed me out because basically uh, we had the choice either abandon the map and start a new world, or like abandon the base and create and a new create one. a new one. Yeah, which was kind and of, then yeah, the, yeah. The, there was no guarantee the NPCs would show up in the new base unless we completely dismantled the old one. Yeah. So, um, so I I think that the, the the world changing when you got to a certain point was really neat. Not a lot of games did that. And it, it kept that smaller sandbox fresh for longer. Yeah. Which yep. was a good thing. Um, my understanding is that now that it can actually go one of two ways. And if you want, I think if you want the best stuff in the game now, you have to go through both. So you, uh, I, I could be mistaken. It could be. Like one path is light, one path is dark, that kind of thing. But the world can actually shift in one of two directions. Oh, okay. Which is That's which uh, is different and interesting now. But that is interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that. Oh, hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Also, that corruption sucked. <laughs> 
when it started <laughs> when it started creeping into the base. Yeah, that's that was like, pretty funny. Yeah. Or like the the shiny unicorn uh, good corruption. Oh, yeah. Still exact same thing. Yeah. Horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get out of the base. That's great. Um. So um, I'm just I'm trying to think what else uh, what else can we say about this game? Uh, either pros or cons, the, or do the, we want to maybe start summarizing? The music was really good too. I got it like there yes. are a couple of tracks good that were just phenomenal. The the that the track when you've been dungeon diving for a long time and you use the magic mirror or whatever to go back to your base and that little jingle starts up that tiny little riff oh it was just so yeah. heartwarming every time it was wonderful yeah that yeah oh i, I know exactly which one you mean yeah. like it's playing in my head it's like that little <laughs> it's yeah because it's like a chiptune sort of yeah it's, it's magical the, the overworld song yeah. um yeah just wonderful. It, some very very good music in that in that game um Hmm. Hmm. Like, uh, we, we did some pretty interesting stuff in this game. Like, uh, was it you or was it me who invented, uh, like, I, we probably read about it, but then we, we used elevators. Oh, yeah. Uh, to get down to the bottom of the world. Yeah. And so, like, one of our, it was a, it was like a, a really sort of tedious task, but once you did it, it was, uh, <laughs> the oh, easiest yeah. way to get to the yeah. bottom of the, bottom of the map and like literally down you just dig, dig a hole down. straight down and uh then you put water at the bottom and you make sure you close everything off so that there's no monsters that get in so you're not like landing on a monster's head yeah. um and you just make sure there's water at the bottom so you jump straight down and we would we would create those elevators from inside inside our base um so that we could just like go and mine the uh, the deepest depths yeah um, and, we, and that was yeah, that was fun. We still would screw it up every now and then, like somehow. Yeah, so you'd try try jumping down to the bottom, and the then down. yeah, you'd like clip off a a piece of clay sticking out somewhere and crater. Oh god, yeah, it's yeah, happened so often. Yeah, you had to make sure they were completely enclosed because otherwise you would just ruin yourself and die. And when what <laughs> when you were falling for as long as it took to get to the bottom of the world. Um, oh, yeah, it took a little while. It was very easy to suicide. Yeah, um, which was so frustrating when we had hardcore characters. Um, oh yeah, and and if it actually landed in hell, there were creatures in hell that could that would throw things that spawned lava. Yeah. So you would have this little pit of water to land in to be safe, but if lava and water ever combined, it would create obsidian. So sometimes you would be falling down expecting to land in lava and instead hit solid obsidian and just explode into gore. <laughs> yeah. Which um, which was hilarious in its own little way, but still frustrating. Oh, I, th I think what happened eventually uh, is I refined the art of the elevator so much that it would be like an enclosed space when you got to the bottom. So yeah. like there was the... the the pool that you landed in and, and then there were like doors and, and walls or something and stuff. like that to yeah. get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to, just to avoid stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, oh, especially playing yeah. hardcore, like you, you would have to do that. There's no option. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to die just on a random mining run. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was good fun though. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember once the new biomes got introduced, I decided to restart a world, um, and then harvested as much snow as I could so that I could make a, a snow fort in our, <laughs> in a different on our place, server. Yeah. In the middle of yeah. a desert. It's great. <laughs> yeah. 
that was a good time. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the fact that like you could just take the snow and, and make stuff with it. That was fun. Yeah. Um, they, they did a good job of just having small, interesting, fun things. It was just, yeah, you could build candy cane houses. Yep. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you sure could. <laughs> you sure could. Yeah. You could do all kinds of stuff. You could steal stuff. Like, um, I think the only thing you couldn't dig up was the, um, the dungeon you couldn't steal assets from the dungeon yeah there were certain Um, tiles that you couldn't i think yeah but like you could basically take everything else i remember um we we would find like some really cool stuff on the uh the sky islands and then we would just like dismantle those sky islands and take like the walls and everything (laughs) bring all these golden bricks home (laughs) like it's just like oh i like that box take the box home with you um and it was just because like i think it was like ornate and golden and stuff yeah Find um, some chandeliers and just anywhere you go, you start ripping furniture off the walls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's that's going to my room. Great. Yeah, I think this the big stuff that we would take away from the dungeon was like the uh, the scenic books, right? Oh yeah, because uh, there was like books and like weird sort of haunted candles. Yeah. Uh, which joke on us? The haunted candles usually spawned bad guys, um, but no, um, actually haunted, <laughs> <laughs> literally haunted. Um. Yeah, God, we did a lot in that game. We played a yeah. lot. Oh, I, meteors! I, when meteors hit the ground, that was hysterical too. Or when, uh, when the uh, the goblin hordes would attack. Oh yeah. Um. Here, I'm just oh. trying to see. I want to take a look at how many hours I actually put into Terraria because it's tracked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I ran servers through Steam, so yeah. I don't know how accurate my thing would be, but I'm sure it's an absurd amount. Time anyway. Well, mine says 100 and 173. So, I mean, that's not horrible. Yeah. Um, for a game that I really enjoyed and engaged with, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that's good. That's good that for means... whatever $10 purchase. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For what it was worth. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, that's a yeah, really good point. Good. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, so, what else did you learn from Terraria? What did I learn from Terraria? Well, I mean, collaboration uh, was key. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the engineering aspects of it, so the the base building, and that was yeah. that was a big thing for me. Um, and I mean, the the good thing about Terraria was there weren't any hunger mechanics, anything like that. Um, uh, you didn't have to worry about making a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You just sort of um, and like it was it was goofy sort of fantasy um physics so like you were affected but you could make like these cool sort of floaty places like once you put the stuff down it stayed where you put it um and that was really fun um yeah and the grappling hook was a game changer for sure especially for building yes yes the grappling hook and eventually the wings the different types of wings oh, you yeah. could make because you could uh you could just easily fly and then float back down to the the yeah. the ground um i mean the collaboration that you and i did uh that was valuable um we weren't always great at communicating and so another thing that i learned was that hey I'm not always great at communicating <laughs> what i'm doing um, and there were situations where we really needed to, yeah. right? Like we really needed to be able to communicate what the hell was going on or we were, somebody was going to die. And in hardcore, that was bad. Uh, that was a big deal. Yeah. 
That was a very big deal. Yeah. If someone didn't hear, I'm turning the lava pump on. Um, that that <laughs> yeah. was bad. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to like mine obsidian to make the obsidian skull or something. Yeah. Um, or whatever Anything. you might have yeah. a lava pump for. Um, I feel like the uh, the actual like water and magma physics was a little better than Minecraft, if that makes any sense, because yeah. I remember uh, the original builds of Minecraft that we used to play in, you could just grab a bucket of uh, magma and then like create Make a magma river with that one. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like you actually had to really harvest um, those things yeah. in Terraria. And it was... And they moved. Yeah, it, they moved and it was super dangerous because at some point you would need to get more lava into your lava reservoir and it turns out lava's dangerous yeah it's pretty so that that got to be fun too yeah yeah it was it's just interesting because like one of the main items that you needed um you literally well no i think it was actually sort of not a vanity item but it it, it was just it like an, an item accessory that, thing they yeah had it was an accessory slots. that you could use uh, was the obsidian skull, and the only way to get that was to actually produce obsidian if it wasn't occurring naturally in the yeah. world. You, you, um, in order to become immune to fire damage, you had to farm lava. So there's always that. You're walking a fine line for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, I think that might be it for me. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a fun game. We sunk a lot of time into it. We enjoyed that game a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we learned some interesting things. Um, a lot of, yeah, I, a lot of exploration. I, a lot I of not, gave this game to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it like, was a lot I of. I gifted this game. It was a lot of not, trying not to get too, um, too grounded in one world as well. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah, I remember I played with uh, qu- uh, quite a few people, um, but I, I feel like what was weird... Okay, here, just... And this is, uh, again, uh, sort of a lightning-in-the-bottle kind of moment, right? Like, Minecraft and this game, they weren't developed in parallel per se, but they had very similar uh, like release times, and because they were kind of similar in their um design sort of there there ended up being like two camps like there were the people who played terraria and the people who played minecraft and you and i were like the weird people who enjoyed playing both um and this was one of the first times where you encountered because these were games that you could you could play for a very long time if you wanted um realistically Mm -hmm. Um, it was one of the first times where it was just like a, a forever game competing for your attention because you either played one or you played the other. Yeah, and they were both creative um, games, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, I just in my head thinking about it, we played, or at least I did. I played a lot more Minecraft with other people, whereas Terraria, I never played with more than one or two, and it was usually just with you as i remember it like you eventually set up a server but 
Um, it was really just a server that you and I played on. That's how I remember yeah. it. I don't. I think we had like people who came Pe- and went. Yeah, but and a few people would come and stick around for, like, would play for a week to kind of see what it was about, or yeah, would drop in or we'd start up a new server because this person is going to start playing. So okay, <laughs> let's start fresh, and then yeah. three weeks later they would be playing something else. Bail. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, that's that's. A big part of gaming culture at this point, but yeah, well, there's always something shiny and new coming yeah. out, right? So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, any last thoughts before we shift away from Terraria? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So then, I think. We're going to move into the next section, which is, uh, what can you teach us? So this is the section of the show where we read anything that you email us. Um, so Even if it's uh, sent by Greg. Even if it's sent by Greg. <laughs> so Greg actually requested that we break his last email that he sent up. So we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have a little talk about it. So we've already talked about Sims. So now let's, uh, let's move on to his next section, which is on, on Loot, Loot Crate crates. story. Um, uh, so now we, we're lacking a little bit of the context here, but simple conclusion, I would agree with Stu in the sense that generally the Loot Crate AAA games generally have at best a very bad story in itself. So I don't think crates are the reason for bad storylines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you if you want my take on how AAA's C projects keep reading, but in essence, I don't think that all AAA projects are devoid of story innovation or creativity. Kind of depends on the vein that you're in. Right. So he's saying that there are three, two or three different wheelhouses for games. One is competitive multiplayer. This is a very large genre and very popular, mainly because of the money involved and the ease at which you can push out new expansions which need more money. So um, in today's games, that's loot crates or DLC. Right. Uh, Wheelhouse B would be games as art, so things with single player and where story matters. These are generally the high story games. Um, Things Life is Strange would probably fit into the genre, but also stuff like, say, The Witcher or The Last of Us or Uncharted. Well, these games that generally have more fleshed-out stories and are typically single-player only, uh, a lot of JRPGs fit into this as well. And hmm. the third wheelhouse would be he has other, so creative, survival, puzzle, fun. Um, I don't know how many AAAs are like this, but he said that they, they, they'd be other games that are usually hit or miss, but they can vary widely. They There may be a Type D, but I would say creative and survival games are directly result into indie games being so successful. So AAA is trying to copy to make money. Um, examples such as Oxygen Not Included, Station Years, um, Islands, are some of the AAA uh, studios could be argued. But they're, um, I'd say they're big enough players that they don't really fit into the indie studio outside of... Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I would give credit in that AAAs aren't only pumping out crappy story, limited mechanics, gamble houses for the masses, but the quality of the game's story mechanics and potential for crates or unlocks and such is highly weighted to the type of game it is. So, sorry, but competitive players want to gloat, and AAAs have latched onto that concept by 
uh, sorting rare and exclusive content for those people who play a lot or win a lot or to sidestep that people who pay a lot. Hmm. So uh, I, I think in general, that idea that competitive multiplayer tends to house most DLC and loot crates is probably true. We did see recently, we, we probably talked about, was it Shadow of Mordor? One of those. Uh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War, which was a single player yeah. game that had a bunch of really expensive, useless DLC. But I, I, it was an outlier and the community was uh, not so pleased. Yeah, well, and then, yeah, and then Battlefront hit. Uh, Battlefront now has uh, <laughs> yeah. no no loot crates uh, for performance-enhancing stuff. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff can be unlocked through play or is unlocked. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, now it's, it's, uh, I, the, the next ones that come to mind are um, uh, PUBG, um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, and then um, uh, followed very, very closely by um, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Now, PUBG does not have. Uh, last time I checked and last time I played, it's just it's aesthetics. Um, yeah. The stuff that you're buying is aesthetic based, whereas Fortnite, um, the single player uh, rewards that you are getting are um, they are. Uh, weapons and different types of gear, uh, but you can also unlock uh, characters, different types of characters, okay. and that is all—it's all loot crate. It's uh, yeah. quotation marks pinata yeah. based. Now I'm not sure if that system has changed much. Also, Fortnite rolled out its its own battle royale uh, yeah. PUBG sort of clone. Um, also important to note that right now Fortnite is one of the largest money makers out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's really taken off. Um, it has the the uh, the Minecraft style kind of uh, harvest and construct, and that's that's even in the battle royale. Uh, like you'll see see people that actually the first thing they do when they get into a world is they harvest as much as they can around them, yeah. and then they end up like making these crazy towers and using uh, like long range weapons to take people yeah. out. Um, and that that's interesting, um, but it's also interesting to note that a game that started out as a PVE uh, with loot crates has now turned into a competitive multiplayer with loot crates. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, super strange. Yeah, um, but even hmm. even the stuff that's not power-based a lot of the the dlc and loot crates are still cosmetic yeah very few companies i think really have the balls to put out power-based dlc that doesn't happen too often but yeah it's there are i don't know i think in general there are fewer single-player games that have that kind of extra pay for content kind of thing um, well, I, I mean, think. there's lots of mobile, uh, mo- mo- yeah, mobile, yeah, mobile games. Mobile games very lots different. of mobile yeah, games. That's to true. It. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
Sorry, that, that that's <laughs> Sorry. that's a realm I'm not hear, super well versed in. So it's yeah, so. no, it's okay, and it, they it's literally like it's a cash grab. Um, yeah, and tons of them do it, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but you see it a lot in the mobile realm, and actually, like mobile, this happens because it's successful and it works. Yeah, right? oh yeah, um, for sure. And I think we've talked about that a few times before. Um, I can't remember exactly which episodes, but uh, I, I mean, Greg also brought up his opinion on on mobile. But I would argue, like, there are still mobile games out today that are are trying to get your money that have been out for a while, and and they work. Yeah, like it still works. Um, but there, I feel like there is a life expectancy on on mobile games, um, and eventually they just dry up or or. But for some reason, they still stay like on uh, the stores um, for, I guess, as long as people give them server space, right? Well, yeah. I mean, even though, um, even though a particular game might rotate through somebody's library briefly, uh, they might dig it up later. And I think a lot of that mobile game stuff is word of mouth and so different people will see you playing those games at different times and you never like they just never know when that conversation is going to come up some other person is going to play that game and that person might be the next whale so Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's kind of a different the way consoles and PCs have this graphical fidelity and and genres coming and going, I think mobile is able to sustain a more static library and people will rotate through that library at their leisure. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I think that kind of makes um, sense. I think that's what I mean. <laughs> I hope that's yeah, what you mean. That's what I, that's what I said, <laughs> so I better what, mean it. That's yeah. what you said, yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about any of this? Um. No. No. I. I. I remember we split this email up because we were glad to not talk about loot crates last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. It's. It's a thing. Uh, it may still be a thing for a while. What. Um, what would a sesame credit look loot crate look like? Oh God, uh, that! Wow, man! Like we're bring, we're talking like we're going back in time. We're going back to, this is a this is like a Catholicism reborn. Um, where yeah, you, it kind you of is like money, indulgences. Yeah, you, yeah, because wow. the, the loot crate is you up your you up your rating. So you throw the money at it and so, you up your rating. Yeah. So, you, so the you get to pay for your sins and then the you church can still travel. The church was centuries ahead of its time. That's fantastic. Oh, so, the so, if the, so, um, so now that we have farming simulator and driving simulator and there's grass simulator or some shit like that, I guess church simulator is going to be next and it will just be DLC. This just got dark. Um, <laughs> I'm like that. That is the loot crate though. Um, yeah. And it's, it's the it's reward the is great. Yeah, you're not really getting a surprise. You're just throwing money at Sesame Credit, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can go visit your mother in another yeah, country. That's terrible. Um, eh? oh. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, I'll let that go. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's okay. Um, but a valid question. Uh, so then, um, let's move into the next section, which is what we've been playing. So, Stu, I have played a single game. It is Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, since the last time we played, that might sound a little crazy, but it's true. I was playing Stellaris for a while. Nice. Um, but then I I kept trying to play it when I shouldn't have been, and I lost a few hours, and now. <laughs> <laughs> now you're not allowed um, again. Now I know better. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I will not do that again. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been playing Mario Odyssey mostly with my son when he walks over to the TV and says, "Aha, woohoo!" Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> then I know he wants to, he wants to either hold the controller and take a bunch of pictures, or, um, or just sort of watch me play it or watch uh, Catherine play because Catherine recently played it too. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's still a fun game. It's a Mario game. Uh, plays just like Mario sixty four, and uh, it's it's nice. It's a it's a nice game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, don't spend enough time with it, but I don't spend enough time with any game. Yeah, so fair. There you go. That's fair. Um, so what do you got? I have a plethora of games this time around. I haven't sunk a ton of time into any of them. Um, okay, but a couple of people recently picked up the division. It was on sale. I also own that. Yeah, game. Yep. so I I I played it for maybe an hour with them. Uh, it's it's still the division. Yep. So it is what it is. Server was kind of janky. Uh, players were different levels, so we had very different experiences. But that's just how it goes. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna. We're gonna wait until everyone's kind of the same level and give it a shot again and see how see if that's any any better or a more rewarding experience. Hopefully, we'll see. Okay, cool. Um, play a bit of smite. Cause yep. that's that's I play a bit of smite every now and then. <laughs> it's it's what you yep. do, yeah, as one does. Um, but I also and this is a game I've talked about. I think on this, uh, I actually played, reinstalled, and played a bunch of Sid Meier's Pirates again. Because hot, okay, hot cool. damn, that game is fun. It's just, yep, it's we... great, man. <laughs> it's a good game. I'm glad you like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, good stuff, man. Um, yeah, we have talked about that uh, game on the show. You, uh, it was you uh, who brought it up. I still have never played it. Oh, but, you uh, should. I should just give you that game, th- but you would never play it because you? you don't have time. There but you go. Great. Yeah, it would just be one oh, more thing that's in my library. I could guilt you about it all the time. <laughs> Um, you tried that with Life is Strange, and I still haven't played uh, through all well, of that, that either. That's fair. Um, that takes even time. Though, like, hard, I'm kind so, of intrigued. It's so hard to get into. I find I still yeah, like yeah, really hard to get into. I think if I had time, I could. Um, it's just yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's in bite sizes for me, or I should be doing it like yeah. right now. Yeah. But even right now, like my son was like just crying upstairs, yeah. and I think my my wife just uh, took care of it. But I know that. Um, you know, I'll I'll probably have to have to engage with whatever's going on up there when yeah. I finally emerge from the basement. So, um, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, man. Well, good for you. Good for you branching out and also branching in. Um, <laughs> two things you've already done, but also, uh, yeah, um, things maybe you haven't done um, in a while for a while. The division. Oh man, I've got mixed feelings on the division. Oh yeah, me too. But um, it had some uh, like there were some really 
good things going on there and a really like hey if you want to walk around in new york uh yeah. post-apocalyptic it's but a, like near post-apocalyptic yeah. uh that's the game for you but only if uh you're okay with i can't get past the bullet sponges man is it ever just the yeah. the combat just isn't just doesn't quite do it for me but yeah the yeah yeah they're mm, yeah, I I really don't like the fact that they're bullet sponges either. That that it, has always yeah, me. it turns turns me off so much. It's it like it's indescribable. Like it's a game where uh, there could really be skill based stuff put into yeah. it, um, but they opt to make bullet sponges as bad guys. So for reference, that means that like bosses. And even some non-boss guys, like if, yeah, mooks, if, if, high-level mooks. If you wanna, if you wanna kill them to progress, you need to shoot them in the head like ten freaking times, and it's just so the world is so wonderful. Like walking around, the immersion is there. It feels great, and the combat is just that like a complete one eighty. It's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it pulls you out. Uh, the the bullet sponge nature of the enemies. The fact that you're like, you you will get stuck in a firefight for you if it's a bad group of enemies it and they're takes, overpowered, oh, it like it, it could be almost time. half an hour, right? Uh, like uh, the the reality of a, a firefight, is, like compared to, oh, it's just yeah. nuts, just nuts. It's too, which is um, too bad. And of course, it's it's an Ubisoft game, so it's all on servers, so there's no modding to be done because otherwise, we could actually pull it offline and have a really fun game, but that's not allowed. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there was also a lot of cheating going on in that game. I don't know if oh, there still is. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So what's the point of having it online? If the PVP areas are loaded, just rife I with I cheaters. They, I think they may have just abandoned it. <laughs> I don't know. They, they've, they've, it's, yeah. it's still up though. Yeah. They, they've pushed out a bunch of different releases that have quote unquote made things better, but the core gameplay is the same. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll jump into that game again. I've got I've got right, some forget that. Gear get for it. Get pirates. Seriously, it's fun and it's get and Sea it, of and Thieves for Xbox. Okay. And it's quick. Like you can jump in and out yeah. of pirates if you have ten minutes. That's fair. So, um, okay. Well, um, have you played anything else? I don't think so. Um, right. Well then, yeah, yeah, that's it. Well then, I'm thinking, um, just looking at the way that things have played out, uh, we're almost at the um, the hour and twenty mark, or maybe a little over. I guess it depends when <laughs> how this actually shapes out when we mix yeah. it. Um, but uh, I think maybe we'll start shutting this baby down. It's about that time. In w- yeah, in which case, uh, I just want to thank you, Stu for uh for coming on and i want to thank everybody else who's out there right now listening for listening yeah um we both hope you enjoyed yourselves uh did you have anything you wanted to plug this week Stu? oh um tomorrow sometime this week and uh gsl is finishing so that's gonna be the finals for the starcraft ppu really good oh that's cool so that and it's streaming right yeah probably i assume I don't okay. know. I, I catch everything on VOD later. Yeah, I was gonna say if not, then you can you can very easily yeah. get the videos later. Um, so that that's it's really interesting to see. 
it, it's still even though it's not a game that I would want to engage with on a competitive level <laughs> it's still fascinating to me to see yeah that that uber competitive really highly skilled stuff it's neat I don't know uh, so 2 or Brood War 2 2 yep. okay cool um, cool. I just, I wasn't sure if, uh, anybody had moved back to Brood War. I know some people have, but, um, yeah, I just wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, I, I don't know how big the Brood War attorneys get these days. I, I genuinely They're probably still know. pretty big in Korea. I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, anything else or is um, that it? That's probably it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, you know what, I'm going to be a little curmudgeon <laughs> this week and uh, <coughs> choke on my words. Um, and um, I'm just going to say thank you, the listeners, for taking the time to listen. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Stu. So um, if you want to know more about Learn From Gaming Podcast, we've got all kinds of social media stuff. So we've got Facebook. Uh, just look us up on Facebook. It's Learn From Gaming um, or Learn From Gaming Podcast. I, I don't remember, but you'll recognize it. You'll recognize the logo. <laughs> um, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on our website, which is www.learnfromgaming.com. And uh, guess what? We're on iTunes. Uh, feel free to leave uh, leave a review for us. Uh, it gets us a little more exposure for anybody who's actually just looking for podcasts online. Yeah. Um, we're on Google Play as well, so you can rate us there if you want. Um, but, uh, yeah, just... Uh, just let us know what you think. Uh, feel free to send us an email at learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com yeah. to just let us know how we're doing or just uh, shoot the shit. <laughs> we'll read it online. We don't mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're pretty easy going yeah. like that. Um, so then, uh, again, thanks for joining. And Stu, did you have anything you wanted to say as we close off? Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one.